you know what that sound is. That's Respawn Aimfire's barf episode. Welcome to episode 78 of Respawn Aimfire, the kick-ass irreverent gaming podcast. Did not mean to go southern there, but you, know, <laughs> you say the word irreverent weird your, on accident, you go with it. This is your South Carolina coming out of you. Uh, North Carolina, thank you for knowing everything Car- about me, lifelong friend. <laughs> I have cousins from South Carolina. I get them confused a lot, okay? Yeah, well, I'm better than your cousins. So. This is actually a very valid fact. Boom, Shaka Khan. <laughs> we have a lot of shit to talk about, you guys. We're going to talk about a yeah. uh, new Oculus headset. We're going to talk Ooh. about Diddy Kong, Diddy's Conquest. We're going to talk about uh, Sony and Crossplay and Spider-Man and all sorts of shit. But we are going to start today. Oh, sorry. Hi, I'm Chad Michaelinis, <laughs> obviously. And across the world is... Holden DePardo. That's Spelled me. D-E-P-A-R-D-O... E-A-U-X-D-O-N-U-T-C-O-N-L-E-C-H-E. Yep, there's a lot of silent letters at the end of it's, it. It's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a headache. Asking yep, to spell that in elementary school, big mistake. <laughs> now you have to spell your name, Holden. Oh, never mind. Just start at the beginning. <laughs> Sorry, it's Holden Depardo Donuts on Con Leche. <laughs> um, let's are we start with, Chad? by talking about... PlayStation finally supporting crossplay in a limited fashion, hopefully with more to come. Yeah, it's like crossplay for one title. Yay. Yes. As a beta, it is <laughs> a great a start. It is a good start, at least. I want to be positive in this conversation. I think some people have been a little negative about the, it just being the one game, but I want to be positive about this. This is a yeah. step. Keep it positive. So you got to mention the big news there. <laughs> you mentioned the big news there, which is that Sony has finally assessed their crossplay situation. Um, they've said it was a comprehensive evaluation process, which basically just meant that they were trying to figure out if it was viable because they had changed their systems to not allow crossplay. As we've known from like the past with Epic and things that happened with Epic, they yep. don't have to do anything to support crossplay. It just naturally works that way. But if you prevent it and their systems are organized in a way to prevent it, they had to find out if they could do it. And they could. So. Yep. In this case, at least. Um, they're going to try to see this will work with other third-party uh, content as well outside of Fortnite. We have no idea, though, what those games are. Nope. So so far right now, we have a beta currently out for Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Uh, it also, they in the future, will explore cross-platform features for select third-party content. So, obviously, first-party, we won't see other things. But uh, mm-hmm. no games named specifically. Although, I assume that... Uh, the guys from Rocket League and uh, all sorts of shit are already knocking down the door saying, hey, hi, we're next. Hi. Thank actually, you. We'll, we'll actually talk about that. Some developers have kind of opened up and shared their thoughts. They're, they're one of them, actually. Uh, Psych- Psychonix? What is it called? Psionics. Psionics. That's what, it was something weird like that. Psionics. Uh, speaking more on that Fortnite thing, mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know if I see this in here from your – I don't see this in the notes here. Um, there was another uh, article from Fortnite – from Epic Games saying that if you were one of the people who created a second account because of this in the past, mm-hmm. like maybe you started on PS4, found out it was locked, you created a second account on Nintendo Switch or Xbox or something like that, um, they are looking into a way this fall to hopefully in the coming weeks and months to have a way to merge your two accounts, have yeah, all have of that. your things kind of unlocked. Oh, you do? Yeah, in November they're gonna they're gonna have it that in November they said. Gotcha. Well, I missed that. So yeah, that's that's coming soon, which I think is. First of all, that can't be easy to do if you've ever tried to, no. like, merge two email accounts or, like, your Apple ID or something like that. You well, know you can't that merge an Apple ID. impossible. 
Um, um, they, what you can do right now, at least, at least this, they said this is coming in the next few days, but I think at this point that's already happened. That's that you can sign out of your PlayStation account and now use that on the Switch and switch over. You can still uh, do yes. that right now. Finally, it's, it's just if you have two separate accounts and you made purchases in both. That's what you have to wait for is if you want to merge those two accounts. Mm-hmm. So, which, I'm yeah, I'm honestly surprised they're even saying they're going to support that. I don't think that they had to necessarily just because it's a big undertaking and it's a big promise to make. Yeah. So I really think they should have just waited until they knew it worked for sure. Or maybe they do know it works for sure. They just want to polish it off. I don't know. But I'm very wary of how well that will work. It could be a nightmare potentially. Who knows? We'll see. Yes. Um. More as well on that kind of why this has taken so long. We kind of hit on that earlier with the they're figuring out their systems will, will work with it or not. And kind of to further go into that, their customer support is also part of that. They want to make sure that they can support you know, crossplay issues within their customer support line for the beta, but also want to make sure that in-game messaging is going to work across platforms as well. Yeah, those are like obviously yes, we saw an Epic's game. Like there's there's literally they can accidentally have systems play together, but mm-hmm. there are more business focused things like how do we support people communicating across yeah. platforms? How do we have customer support for troubleshooting these kind of things? That's a that's a great point because like the natural part of it is just like the players might just be in the same server, but like there's so much more on top of that that needs right. to get working too. Um, Layden, I thought this is this is kind of a humble thing. Is that Layden was saying that he's upset this took so long, this took longer than they expected. Um, yep. I do think it was odd though. This last party says that he's happy they were able to line up announcing their new crossplay kind of stance by being somewhat open to it. Um, and the Fortnite beta that kind of lining those two things up and they're happy they could announce them both at the same time. I'm like, didn't they have to announce them both at the same time? <laughs> like, could they have really done that any other way? I kind of feel like if they just said, Hey, this Fortnite beta for crossplay, if they're going to announce that they immediately have to talk about the crossplay philosophy. No, <laughs> it was just, it was a weird thing for me. Um, but developers have come through and, uh, started talking about their own thoughts on this. Microsoft started it off. <laughs> They said um, very tactfully that they've been doing this already for a while. Basically, they're just happy to see Sony coming on board with this. They didn't quite say it like that, but they were tactfully saying that. They they definitely, like, poked fun a little bit. They were quick on it, too. They were quick. They were quick on it. They they poked fun, but not in, like, a disrespectful way. Right. Um, They did say at the end, we would, this is a quote from their Twitter, we would love to bring players on PlayStation 4 into our Minecraft ecosystem as well, but have nothing further to share at this time. So basically saying... Hey, Sony, we can't wait to work with you. We gave you the finger with the Nintendo ad, but let's actually work together now. (laughs) Yep. And then uh, next up was your guy, Chad, Jeremy Dunham from... My guy, apparently. Yeah, well, because you talked about him a second ago. I mentioned the game Rocket League. Psionics. Psionics. And he's your best friend. Yeah, more so than you, because he knows I come from North Carolina. (laughs) Um, He says that they don't know... If they're what this means for Rocket League, if they'll be able to get it or not, but he says that if you want us to support crossplay, reach out to Sony, which seems to be that this is all up to Sony. Sony's going to decide who right. Has so crossplay. they want you to say, hey, if you want this, tell Sony that way we can get it. You know, mm-hmm. make your voice heard. Vote. Rocket the League elections are coming get... up in November for midterms. <laughs> Vote. These are the important issues in the elections, Chad. Um, yep. Rocket League will definitely be one of the crossplay games. It's too big. It's also not like Call of Duty. It's not like a game that's going to attract oh, yeah. users Let's be to their clear. 
we will never see crossplay between consoles, especially on this generation or next generation, between things like Call of Duty yeah. or The Division. This is purely going to be like smaller experiences, smaller experiences, or like free to play yeah. things with microtransactions, like Fortnite. We won't see AAA third party titles like no. this. Speaking of big uh, third parties, Activision now commented. Ooh. And they said that uh, their players are enjoying crossplay in Hearthstone right now across all these different platforms. And they're going to wait and see how this experiment, they called it an experiment, goes um, before they do anything. Now, this is so, interesting because Hearthstone, correct me if I'm wrong, doesn't already exist on consoles. It's just mobile and PC. Uh, let me look that up, actually. I know it's not on Switch. There's rumors of that, but I don't know if it's on PlayStation or not. Which I, think I this s- might this might be the first time that they actually like mention bringing well, they, this to consoles. No, they didn't mention bringing Hearthstone to consoles. They were just saying, we we love crossplay. We're glad Sony's doing this. We love crossplay because look at Hearthstone. Hearthstone has crossplay. It was more like that. It wasn't them saying, we'd love to support crossplay on PS4 with, Hearth- okay. with Hearthstone. Okay. Yeah. It was kind of confusing how they worded it. Or even bringing up Hearthstone in this context was kind of strange. Yeah, fucking idiot Blizzard. <laughs> yeah, they're dumb. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah, it is just, um, well, not PCs, but Macs as well, and iOS and Android. So no consoles for Hearthstone. No consoles. Yeah. I guess it would be just too hard to, with like the timing aspect of that game, it would be too hard to do it on the console with a controller and not a touch screen or a mouse. I don't know. I'm not a developer. I guess technically yeah, I, I am. I've made a calculator game before. You're a developer. It's very, That's all very it rudimentary. <laughs> um, the last one was Bethesda. Bethesda commented, and they said that they're happy this is all happening. It's important to them. Um, Fallout 76 still won't, won't have cross-play support. And they said for, quote, a number of reasons. Obviously. Uh, I think I think it's the same reason you just mentioned about Call of Duty. Yeah. It's too big of a game. They're not going to. But their card game, I'm sure now there's they're like, oh, let's no. see if we can do that. No, exactly. Yeah. What's their card game called again? I don't know. No one's not Hearthstone. <laughs> not Hearthstone and not the Steam, the Valve one. That's Artifact. The, the name of it. Artifact. Yeah. That's it. Yep. Well, oh, that's, man, what a that's, cool little development. Yeah, that's great stuff. Took a, a little too long. but It did, but they were open about it. They said, hey, we know it took too long. So, yeah, I also kind of wish that like they would have acknowledged that months ago instead of bringing out those two bullshit press statements they did. Like, oh, we believe we're the best system to play on, and we want to make sure that our kids are safe on PlayStation consoles. Like, those were bullshit. Just fucking say you were working on it. Um, I I just feel like it's nice to see that it's heading in a good direction. It's happening, at least. They're listening. It's I, happening! I think that in terms of the long wait... They had they they had to say something in the press just to say something because uh-huh. they didn't know it was going to be feasible. So they they were going to say things like we need to make sure it works well with our business model because their business model is not supporting crossplay. So they need to make sure that they could strip that stuff and still have their functioning system. So I get it. It's is crummy, but it's better ish. Crummy. What a what a uh inoffensive word. <laughs> crummy. It's I'm gonna crazy. start using that. It's a great word. I love. You've crumb. got a really crummy asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I, who would have crumbs in their asshole? That's what I wonder. Well, know. you That's know, gross. when your asshole is clean, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on. <laughs> <laughs> Holden, that's 
a game that neither of us actually ever probably will play, Fortnite. No, nope, uh, I played it let's talk one about round games that we stopped. do play. Holden, what did you play this week? What does playtime with Holden look like? Well, I played Donkey Kong Country 2 for Oh barf. my god, that's our barf this month! But we'll talk about that later on. And then I played one level of something else, because that's all I had time for. <laughs> one level! Okay. Um, so I saw that Thumper was available for Oculus Go. Oh, go and on. I've ha- go I have it on PS4, on. but I've played it on Chad's PS4 on in PSVR, and that game is way better in VR. So, so I saw much it better. Was, when I saw it was 10 bucks. I'm like, I'm just going to get it. Why not? And it actually works really well on the Oculus Go. What do you use to control that little clicker? Yeah, you use the little clicker. So you use the, the trigger to hit the normal, like, kind of glowing notes. Yep. You hold that down to get the little needles that go across the track. Yep. And then you hold that down and then push down on the touch surface left or right when you do those turns. Great. You already lost me, but I don't care. I'm sure it's great. It works perfectly well. I'm perfectly fine. Uh, I liked it a lot. It doesn't look as good as I remember it looking in PSVR, which doesn't surprise me because this is running off of a mobile processor as opposed to a PlayStation. Sure. So I'm not surprised there, but it, it plays really well. It runs really smoothly. It looks great. I was surprised. I played one level of it. I'll play some more of it at some point when I have, whenever I have time with school. I'm conflicted on, on whether to ask you this question now or later in the podcast. Why? How How is your experience Wait. with Oculus Go now several months later? Let's talk about that closer to Great. Oculus Quest. Bang. When you get you. there. <laughs> <laughs> but what have you been playing, Chad? Because that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, Holden, I played also Donkey Kong Country 2. What? That's our barf this Whoa. month. And... Your boy just beat. If you follow me on any social media, you know that I play Spider-Man every single day. And apparently that's all I do all day is take <laughs> pictures of Spider-Man. I am Peter Parker. Uh, I beat it. I beat Spider-Man. I platinumed Spider-Man. And now I am fucking frothing at the mouth for the DLC coming in a few weeks. And then just wherever next, the next Marvel game is. You're going to get Hold that in. immediately. I've talked about Spider-Man for the last two episodes, so I'm not going to go too much more into it. But, of course, now I've finished the story, and I just wanted to say that not only does this game have fucking perfect mechanics as far as web swinging and collectibles and all of that stuff that we've talked about at length, but it also has incredibly great characters and voice acting. The facial animations are unlike everything, anything I've ever seen, and you're, like, you're watching these things, you're like, I totally buy that Aunt May feels the way she feels. I totally buy all of Peter's emotions. Like, it's wonderful. It's fantastic. Excellent job, Insomniac Games. And I also love that nearly every single villain in this entire game gets a backstory, gets fleshed out, has believable and relatable motivations as well. It's it's excellent. If you have a PlayStation 4 and you don't own Spider-Man, you're fucking messing up. That's you, Alden. You fall into that camp. Well, that game sounds terrible. Let's move on to the news now. <laughs> Moving on. Let's open up our quest log. And I find actually out do want to play Spider-Man us. now that you've given it all that praise, by the way. You absolutely should. I do. I don't know when I'm going to have time to because there's so much stuff coming out in the fall. You know what? You know, just fuck Fallout 76. No, I really want to play that, but I might you know put that better to than the Fallout side 76? for Hitman. I promise you Spider-Man will have a better Metacritic than Fallout 76. Oh, I'm sure it will because it's an online-only game and there's going to be some disaster with that, I'm sure. I'm certain it's that's going to happen. buggy as fuck. But the concept's so amazing. But I would take Hitman before I take Fallout 76. I okay, think. well, guess what you can do in the next month while you're waiting for Hitman. Well, I have other things I want. I need to do too. Chad. School's not important. You're already past school age, which means you already have the knowledge you need. 
It's right. I'm done. That's it. <laughs> Once you reach 18, you just, you know, I should say 22, then you're done learning. No more learning yep. for the rest of your life. You, you don't need to learn anymore. anymore. Unless nothing will happen in the next 60 years of your life anyway. So why do you learn anything? Okay. First of all, you are being very generous with yourself if you're going to think you're going to live another 60 years. <laughs> Well, I'm just saying with all the advanced technology that's going to come out, age reversal. With age reversal, I'll still probably make it to at least no, 80. No. In 2021, <laughs> we're going to have some nuclear disaster and everyone's going to have like a 40-year lifespan. Oh, that's what you're getting to. I thought you were saying, I'm so unhealthy, I won't make it that long. <laughs> no, that was that would have been super rude. About, I, look at the way you eat and live. You're not going to live to 80. <laughs> well, I mean, if you could say that you could because you are way better shape than I am. CrossFit. Yep, dude, I did a bro sesh this morning, which a bro we sesh? call in CrossFit. Whenever you just be like, "I'm just gonna do bicep curls and things like that," we call that a bro sesh, and <laughs> rather than like full body functional movement. I love you guys embrace it by calling it a bro sesh. You know exactly yeah. what it is. You go in there, you just do the douchebag things, and you do it for the glory, <laughs> the glory muscles. How much my grunting do you do? Huge. Do you have to do a lot oh, of no. grunting? No, no grunting. Can you? Do you have to like drop your weights? Unless you're doing afterwards. something. No, 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 no. <laughs> You're only allowed to grunt if you are lifting huge amounts of weight and actually doing CrossFit. And then you have to grunt. It's required, and you have to take your shirt off. <laughs> and when you're done, you have to take your water bottle and just pour it all over yourself to cool down, right? Okay, no. Someone else has to get up and pour it on you because you're laying on the floor covered in chalk. That's okay. See, I don't work out. Well, I'm starting to, but it's like not what you're doing at all. I'm like no. elliptical for 20 minutes and like, oh my god. That's where you start. That is it. That's where you start. <laughs> But I'm not stopping. I, when I, I used to just go for, like, 10-minute runs because that's all I fucking knew how to do. It was like, I don't know how to do anything else, but I know how to move my legs. I'm just – right now, it's about building the habit of going because I keep starting and then stopping. Yes. And I'm like, I need to just power through. Like, I woke up at 8.30 in the morning, and it's just like, you're getting up, Holden. You're doing it. You're going to wake up right now to go yep. to the gym. And you're like, I don't want to do it. And you have to tell yourself, no, do it. And then I did it. And even if you're like, I can only really work out for like 10 to 15 minutes, well, fucking being there is just as important as doing the work. Yeah. I can't speak from a sp uh, point of giving advice yet. <laughs> so, But also, don't go every single day right off the bat. Like, start small. No, don't I'm uproot doing, your entire life schedule. I'm doing weekdays for right now, and then I'm skipping Monday, Wednesdays just because it's a crazy day okay. with school. That's okay, I was about to say, five days a week, just starting out, you're going to burn out. No, no, no. I'm doing two days like monday tuesday and then i'm doing thursday friday good for off. you brev yeah good for you yeah that was a lot of not video game related talk well i mean like if our life is a video game and we're playing it one way you're playing it the other it's a point and click adventure i'd say life is less like a video game it's more like a highway that i want to ride all night long i Let's think it's more like news. a box of chocolates and in that box of chocolates we have cyberpunk 2077 <laughs> the last of us and metroid prime 4 great segue that was awesome yeah so cyberpunk 2077 apparently is coming out in 2019 i love this because of the source of where it comes from it is a turkish publisher named bilcom <laughs> i'm sorry what his name is bilcom bilcom Bilcom, and he just basically said he's excited about Cyberpunk 2077 coming in 2019, and apparently he wasn't supposed to say that. No one in America knows who this person is, but in Turkey, he's huge. It would be like Andrew Wilson, the CEO of EA, saying, oh man, I can't wait for, you know, uh, Battlefield whatever to come out next year. Like, it'd be that level. Not okay. necessarily that okay. big, but, like, he's a big figure in, in the Turkey publishing industry for video okay. games. Okay. So, 
interesting. I don't think 2019 is going to happen. I don't think so either. I was going to say, I believe it when I see it. Yeah, I believe it when I see it. But the the optimistic side of me is saying, what company would show off 50 minutes of gameplay of a game and then say, okay, wait two years? That does seem a little strange. Mm, but CD Project Red. Exactly. Um, so we'll see. Is it feasible? I don't know what the progress is in the game, so I don't really know. But based on the things we've been hearing, 2020 sounds more feasible. Um, but apparently that's not the only game coming in 2019. What? Last of Us Part Two is apparently also coming in 2019. I think this one's far more feasible. Well, I'll be danged. And the source is none other than PlayStation Music. So PlayStation Music <laughs> uploaded some songs um, from the game... And they mentioned in the description for the songs a 2019 release date. Oh my gosh. That's pretty bad. And it's practically borderline not rumor at that point. It might just be someone doesn't know they were talking about and they made a little oopsies. But that's like, it's not quite as bad as like when they upload a PlayStation Store listing too early or something like yeah, that. But that's yeah. still pretty bad. It's pretty bad. And 2019 makes a ton of sense. They usually release a game every two or three years or so. And Uncharted 4 came out early 2016. Hmm. so it's hmm. feasible uh speaking of um playstation music releasing those songs it is it was outbreak day a couple of days ago which was you know like the last of us celebration day mm-hmm. every year so there's a lot of free cool digital swag like themes and avatars and shit like that on playstation network so go get it Ooh, fun fun stuff speaking of swag uh Ooh. some swag of reggie fizeme has people thinking that the it game awards amy fizeme you're right. It's Fizeme. Did I say Phil's Amy? No, I was being stupid. Keep oh, going. okay. I'm like, I thought you were correcting me for a second. I'm like, I, didn't I say was that, being did I? a goddamn idiot. Well, because you are an idiot, Chad. Moving on. Obviously, I wore green socks with blue clothes the other day. <laughs> <laughs> That's not stupid. You're just trendy. No. So Reggie Fizeme was wearing some Metroid Prime swag in a photo <gasps> with Jeff Keeley talking no! about the Game Awards. So people are saying, oh my gosh, this means that Metroid Prime is coming to the Game Awards. And normally I'd say, that's stupid, it's just a t-shirt. But there is kind of a precedent of ex- like video game executives teasing games with t-shirts. That's yep. definitely happened. Battletoads, um, Medieval. Crash. Crash Bandicoot. Crash Bandicoot. I mean, these are, have all been playstation stuff but I, I think even nintendo's done it. i don't have any examples but i mean like shigeru also, miyamoto wears a lot of nintendo themed shirts around a lot he will like reggie 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 fizeme will wear like uh, metroid pins and stuff we uh this year at the game awards first of all they've had some pretty big announcements the last two years in a row yeah we have to either see a trailer for metroid prime or bayonetta 3 one of those two has to be at game awards I would agree, and I think that Metroid Prime is the one that would make a bigger statement at the Game Awards. I think so, too, especially because they did all three Bayonetta announcements last year at Game Awards. Yeah, exactly. And they've also, I mean, they've used the Game Awards to highlight big games. Breath of the Wild was at the Game Awards twice before it came out, I think. Or twice was it... before it won everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they've used that platform for big games, and I would consider Metroid Prime, in Nintendo's eyes, to be a similar caliber game. In terms of just uh, legacy of, of franchise. This might be the first Metroid Prime that, like, legit sells gangbusters. Well, I think the first Metroid Prime did, in comparison 
to the other games. But I think you're right that this is really going to knock the socks off I mean, the like, franchise. You know, like, sell on, in, on the levels of, like, Mario and Zelda and shit like that. I hope so, because it's been their most inconsistent franchise. Not in quality, but... Well, there have been some quality issues with Other M. But, Other M. uh, just, it's always... Is this the last Metro game? We haven't seen one in a decade. Like... I really want that to be a franchise that has regular cadence to it. Yeah. It'd be nice. Regular. Like Jamie Lee Curtis's yogurt. Exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> well, there are some Just things. a Chad, regular we... guy, Harry. <laughs> there are some things we know are coming out in 2019. So let's go to some official news. Ooh, something like Minecraft Dungeons. You're right. Are you excited? I'm not either. I, I don't know what it is. I just read what you wrote in the note. Oh, okay, I'm not excited about it. It's but a dungeon... it sounds like maybe like an RPG type element. It's a, of it's a dungeon crawler. Like it, it, it sounds like it's like a Diablo style like dungeon crawler, but with Minecraft. Oh well, if I were ever to get into Minecraft, that would be the part of it I would do. Oh no, it's a separate game. I know. I mean, I yeah. like that Minecraft universe because I'm not oh, going to do Minecraft story mode. I'm not going to do the Netflix thing. Nope, not at all. Apparently, neither is <laughs> Telltale. <laughs> Although, do you know what one of the apparently this is a rumor as of today. Um, one of the interactive videos they're going to have on Netflix is an episode of Black Mirror. Oh, yes! I saw that. That sounds great. I'd love to see what they do with that. Moving on, the Fallout 76 beta begins on October 23rd, but that's only going to be for the Xbox One. It'll be beta for everything else on October 30th. Is that an open or a closed beta? Like, is it open just to people who did pre-orders? Yeah, to pre-order the game. Which you is can't fair. just be like, I want to play like Destiny or something like that. Yeah, exactly. No, I think I I totally support that you have to pre-order to be in the beta. That makes complete okay. sense to me. I agree. Also, this next one, I was like, what the fuck is R two D two install? <laughs> <laughs> it's not R two D two. It's R D R two. Red Dead Redemption two has an install size of a hundred and five gigabytes, making it literally the biggest game of the generation. That's insane. The next biggest one I can think of is Destiny. Too, which was 80 gigs when I downloaded that. Well, that's also gotten a ton of content since. But that's the game. If you were to but, buy it yeah. new, it's 80 gigs. Well, I'm you can't fit 80 gigs on a Blu-ray disc. You would have no. to download. Sorry, but same... when you said buy it, I pictured go store buy a disc and you oh, said yeah, 80 yeah, gigs yeah. on the disc. Sorry. No, no. Stupid antiquated brain. I don't, I don't buy physical I'm a goddamn games. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, that, that Red Dead Redemption 2 install is ridiculous. That game has to be massive. Have you seen the dead deer on the back of the horse's ass? <laughs> Have you it's seen so the real. light shafts? Oh, my God. <laughs> that game is going to be beautiful. Speaking of, do you have on here the new trailer they released today or yesterday? I haven't seen it, no. You haven't seen it? Mm-mm. They released a new gameplay trailer that talks about, like, all the shit you can do, the Deadeye system, but then they're also like, you can rob a train, or you can decide that you want to uh, become a loan shark, or you can decide that you want to fucking, I don't know, whatever the hell you want to do. And I'm like, God damn it, I might actually get this game this fall. Yeah, I'm like, when you, when you were saying, but you know, hold on, Fallout 76, not for like another, you know, few months now. Like, yeah, but then there's Red Dead. <laughs> want to play yeah. that? That's this month. Yeah. But oh, it's the it's end of this month-ish. I feel like if I play that game, it'll be really hard to get out of it. I don't know. I've never I really Spider-Man gotten in, in basically a week and a half. So Yeah, this is going to be longer like than that, I think. A couple of like eight hours. Stra- and you could actually b- probably beat Spider-Man in like 15 to 20 hours 
mm-hmm. but it took me like 35 because I took so many photos. 336 photos. Oh my god. I don't and even you have, have that every many. one of them. <laughs> I do. I don't I I have more <laughs> this is crazy. You have sent me more photos and PlayStation messages of just Spider-Man than I have in my entire photo library of my personal memories. Because <laughs> I never yeah. take photos. You take That's that disgusting. many more photos than me. I took that many more photos of Spider-Man than you take of anything you love. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Are you excited about this one, Chad? This next story? Uh, I'm conflicted because we're definitely going to play this, spoilers, before this game comes out. Mm -hmm. But I was always like, okay, so Castlevania Requiem was announced as a PS4 exclusive containing both Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood coming on October 26th of this year. Um, we'll mention this again later, but that is our barf of October. Symphony of the Night is, and I'll be playing it on the go on my Vita. Um, so I'm kind of excited because I've never, I've actually never played a Castlevania game except for like the first two hours of like the 3D one that came out on PlayStation 3 that did not get reviewed well. So I'm excited to actually have a chance to play this game. And I was thinking to myself, like, do I wait till October 26th so I can have trophies when I beat this game as well? And I was like, well, it doesn't matter because I'm probably not going to get the platinum. Anyway, yes, I'm excited that, it's, that it exists and that it's coming. This is the only way you can play it on PlayStation 4, whereas you've been able to play it on Xbox One with backwards compatibility. You can play it on some kind of, I don't know, your mom's butt. But, yep. um, yeah, I'm kind of excited. I'm excited that it's here. It does have some upgraded 4K visuals. And stuff like that, so. Exciting. What's, what's not exciting is probably what Nintendo is, fe- how Nintendo is feeling about Dragalia's mm. Lost, their, uh, the launch. That's a weird name. I have a heart on that name. Dragalia Lost. Dragalia Lost. It's a weird name. So it had their weakest launch for any of their mobile games. It made $3 million in five days, which is good for a mobile game. But the next closest one for them was animal crossing pocket camp with 4.6 and i think it was like their highest was 13 million in the first few days for fire emblem heroes but it's also a new franchise this is an existing yeah not an existing ip so i don't think they're looking at it as a bad thing but it definitely doesn't look good because it's not the best i'm also like just looking at the game i can't get behind the chibi art style yeah i don't even want to download it or like look at screenshots (laughs) (laughs) i just like i look at i'm like oh get this away from me yeah i kind of saw it too and i went oh this looks like a shitty mobile game Mm -hmm. like if this wasn't made by nintendo i wouldn't be surprised yep it doesn't look like a nintendo game to me i don't know it's very strange (laughs) but what nintendo must be happy about according to this very specific japanese retailer uh, Japanese retailers claiming that the Nintendo Online prepaid cards for three months and 12 months are selling yeah. extremely well. This is the only indication we've gotten at, on how Nintendo Online uh, has been selling. And they say that the, the cards sell super well and they primarily sell the 12-month card over the three-month uh, I mean, card. of course. Of course. Because people want no to play Smash Bros. No one's happy about buying it. But yeah. everyone's like, it's 20 bucks. Yep. Of course it's selling well. So, yeah, not surprised either. But they, the the head of the retailer, basically said it's it's because of Smash Bros. that it's they're selling the twelve month version. People really yeah. want to play Smash Bros. online. They're going to get the twenty bucks now, so they can get Smash Bros. and just start playing online immediately. It's gonna be good. It's That's gonna be normal. It's really good. 
Now, uh, one thing that Nintendo of, Online does not do yeah. is include free games every single month that are current, which PlayStation does. Okay, there you go. I was like, wait a minute, they kind of do. That are current, right, yeah. That are current, there you go. But PlayStation does. In October, PlayStation is offering Friday the 13th game, the, the Ooh, video game, which Friday I want to play. The game. So I want to play that. Here's a sad thing about this game. No, it's not sad, one, it's awesome. One. No, shit, shut up. Everyone who plays it loves it. It's it's <laughs> that like seven versus one, like seven campers versus yeah, one Yeah, something Jason, like that, yeah. And you guys have to like either work together or fucking betray everyone and find a way out of the camp before Jason kills you. Mm-hmm. But a few months ago, Friday the 13th, the game announced that, hey, all of our planned content, all of our planned updates to the game are no longer happening because the rights to the license of Friday the 13th, the game, are currently tied up in court because of some guy who like claims that he owns them, blah, 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 blah. And regardless of the outcome, whether or not they continue to retain the rights to the game, and sorry, the game is caught up in that along with the movie rights and all that kind of stuff. But they can't develop any more content for it. They're at a standstill, and they're like, well, we can't just sit here not developing anything or developing something that we might never be able to legally release, so we're just going to stop support for that game entirely, which kind of sucks. That's dumb. But it's cool that we get it for free, and it's cool that they're, yeah. whatever deal that PlayStation Plus games get from PlayStation, like, it's cool that they're getting that money for the game mm-hmm. to use whatever the next project is that they're working on. Yeah. They also have coming October on PlayStation Plus, Laser League, Master Reboot, The Bridge, Rocket Birds 2 Evolution, and 2064, Read Only Memories. So I'm going to go through this list, and off the top of my head, I'm just going to tell you what these are. Laser League is a mobile ripoff of Rocket League, and they're hoping you get the two names confused. Is that what it really is? Uh, no, I'm just guessing. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any of these games. Master Reboot is actually Master Chief, uh, but you play as a shoe. The bridge I think that is, is what it uh, is. That's exactly it. The bridge is a bridge constructor game where you play with portal uh, people. Um, <laughs> Rocket Birds 2 Evolution is Angry Birds, except for every time you shoot a bird, uh, the bird explodes. And 2064 Read Only Memories is Mega Man in disguise. It's actually just Mega Man. I don't know how they got around that copyright, but they did. They didn't actually say the words Mega Man. <laughs> so they just kept the code. As also, long as his it's eyes not are the same blue label. instead of black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Totally different game. That is the end of our fetch quests. Welcome to the real quests. This is our quest log. We're going to talk about stuff that's a little bit more important or significant or that we feel like we can talk more about. Quest log. Number one. Woo. PSX is not happening this year. Oh man, this is this would have been year four or five of the PlayStation Experience, which usually happens after the Game Awards in December, uh, and as a fan focused event, the first few years they had like an actual press conference with announcements and shit like that. That's where Last of Us Two was announced. That's where mm-hmm. uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy was announced. Um, and last year there was a lukewarm reception to their new like interview style of things that already existed. And then this year, Sean Layden took to the PlayStation blog to say that PlayStation Experience is not happening this year. Um, They thought that they had not enough content. Now that Spider-Man is released, everything that they're looking at with Days Gone and Death Stranding and things like that are all kind of 2019, and they didn't feel like they would have enough content to support a PlayStation Experience. And I'm actually kind of in support of that decision. 
Because I, I wouldn't want just – I mean, everyone was kind of let down over last year's, and I wouldn't want another repeat of that or with even fewer announcements. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's this pressure on companies to have to say something every single year. But what ends up happening is is sometimes you don't have the output that you had the previous year that was incredible. Yeah. Or sometimes it comes in waves. Like the output's really strong, and then it kind of goes back because you're working on things a little bit in the background. Exactly. Um, and I'd rather them say, hey, we actually have some stuff to show off. You should be excited. Then rather than, hey, guys, we're just doing this every year. And you might it might be exciting. It might not be. You're, you're going to find out when it happens. So it kind of to me says if they're doing this event, it's going to mean something. Yep. So totally love the transparency around that. I thought uh, Game Rant had an article about this trying to explain their reasoning, why they think it got they didn't do it. And it's like the worst reason I've ever heard. Um, they said they think it that they aren't doing PSX because they need to focus on the PS5. Uh, yeah, I've I've seen some dumb rumors that are like, you know, they're not doing it because, you know, they're going to do another February hardware announcement. I was like, fucking no, they're not. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They, before PlayStation 4 came out, it was so obvious they were releasing a PlayStation 4. Like, there was so much fire. <laughs> it was yep. ridiculous. That's not the case right now. Like, we have, are... we have some smoke. We don't have fire, though. There are two things, both involving Greg Miller from Kind of Funny. The yeah. first one, the theory as to why they are not having PSX, is because last year on stage, Greg asked, Sean, why can't we change our names? And he said, well, some things are in motion so that hopefully by the time PSX comes around next time, you won't have to ask me that question again. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't have it figured out, so they canceled PSX, so he wouldn't be wrong. That's really funny. I love that. I've seen that going around the internet, and it's pretty brilliant. That is that is the best rumor yet. Next Clearly up... not the case, but that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no. um, next up, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, actually immediately after the news, he tweeted this out. Sean Layden has confirmed on the PlayStation blogcast that there's no PSX this year. So, Kind of Funny will fill the void and hold a press conference for the Saturday after the Game Awards. Devs slash publishers, you want to be part of the Kind of Funny Game Showcase 12 slash 8? Hit me up. And then he replied to that same tweet, I'm serious. So that's going to be kind of cool. And I actually listened to the episode of Games Daily where they were like on the spot. Be like, should we fucking do this? Should we call these people? Should we make this happen? What if it's just like a stupid ass like after the game awards on Saturday, stay tuned for an extended look at blah, blah, blah. And apparently they've had a shit ton of interest in it. Interesting. So there will be... Another event on Saturday. It's going to be just a video with them in front of green screen. No, like, actual press there or anything like that. It's just going to be a video they put out where there's going to be a ton of developers from indies to maybe even triple A's revealing more stuff. (laughs) That sounds sounds a lot of fun. Yeah. And apparently it's just going to be a stupid, fun time where they're all going to wear suits and pretend to be professional but also act like the hooligans they are. I wonder, like, if they would get... That they would could they get Days Gone or something like that? That'd be really funny. Like the developers of Days Gone are like are at uh what is it? Um Ready Ready Dawn? No, no, no. What's Sony Bend. And Sony Bend are like really wanting to show up more Days Gone. So it's like, no, we're not gonna do PSX just for you guys. I wouldn't be like, surprised. What, like they must want to be got there. Something. I mean, yeah. like, you know, they've they've recently had spoiler casts with Brian Intahar and Corey Balrog for Spider Man and God of War. They've mm-hmm. had Shuhei Yoshida as a guest on there multiple times. They had The Rock do a video for their kind of funny, um, like, live thing that they did two years ago. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if they, they pulled some big stuff. Yeah. No, they have big connections. Especially Craig Miller. I think that's going to be fun. Yep. 
So stay tuned on the Saturday after Game Awards. So Sony got rid of an event, but Xbox added a new one. Kind of. Kind of. It's an event. Well, the event apparently already existed. They're just now capitalizing on its existence. Yes. So they're making it more of an official thing. Um, Right. So it's it was called Xbox Fan Fest. It takes it takes place in Mexico City. Um, now it's gonna be called it's XO eighteen. Uh, that's actually Xbox it's one. a Roman numeral. It's pronounced Tenny eighteen. I'm assuming it means Xbox One twenty eighteen or something like that. No, it means what does it mean? The Roman numeral ten e eighteen. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, Chad. So it's going to be two hours long. They're going to have announcements from first and third party developers, is what they have said. So, I'm so this we'll actually is three. It's we'll it's not a press conference. This is kind of like the kind of funny thing we were just talking about. It's not going to be a press conference. It's just going to be their regular inside Xbox, except for a little bit longer and mm-hmm. a little bit higher caliber. Well, a little bit longer. This is an hour and a half longer. They're usually about a half hour long. Are they? they only a half an hour? I thought they were about a half hour. I thought. I don't know. I don't ever watch them. I just read the article afterwards where they're like, oh, they added keyboards. Well, that's what I mean. Like, they can't be that long. Anyway, they just talk about keyboards and shit. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they're adding mouse and keyboard support to Xbox, so. Yes. Didn't we already mention it last week? Or did we not? I don't know. No, that, I mean, that was part of the last inside Xbox. I don't know. I don't okay. remember fucking anything anymore. <laughs> I'm a goddamn old. idiot. <laughs> <laughs> See, so yeah, I thought you had more to say about the Xbox fan event. I don't really have much to say about it. No, I, I do think that it's interesting that they're, like, taking this already fan event and then just kind of like, hey, maybe uh, maybe we'll have a PSX, but we'll call it an XXX. Well, it seems like, because it is very similar to their inside Xbox events, they're kind of taking a note from Nintendo in that sense, kind of having a regular, kind of small little direct communication with their fans, and they're going to occasionally have a big tentpole one. Just like Nintendo has big tempo ones in January, September, and of E3, of course. Yeah. So, interesting. But, surprise news for today. Yeah! This random story. <clears throat> yeah! Literally, this what happened. from? Yeah! I don't know. What is that from? I have no idea. God damn it. Um, This is happened gotta be like a few hours before we recorded. Like, really just made it in the last minute. Or last few hours. Yeah, I was walking back from the Home Depot playing my Pokemon Go, and I see a little text message from you come on my screen. Mm-hmm. It's Google Streaming Service. It's actually real. It's called Project Stream. And it's gonna let What? <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna let Chrome users play full games in the browser. Right now, um they're just opening up for a testing just to see if it works properly or to get really to get feedback. And they're going to let you play Assassin's Creed Odyssey for free as long as you sign up and get approved. Cool. Apparently, the that gameplay starts, like, in the next week. Although, we both registered, and my email definitely says, look for an email in the coming weeks as to whether or not. Yep. But uh, according to the article I read, that, yeah, they're, they're starting testing of that, ne- like, this week. Oh, cool. And that will continue through January, is what the email said, or the mm-hmm. website said. Yeah, so it's cool. You have to be 17 years old, uh, which makes sense because it's a rated M game they're going to give you. And you have to have a 25 megabit per second internet connection. That's going to rule you out. Definitely going to rule me out. <laughs> but I signed up anyway. I think it's cool they finally have admitted it and talked about it. They really didn't mention much. It's really just that they're working on this and they're doing the test. I think it's cool that they've gotten a partnership with Ubisoft, though. Yeah, I think it's also a sensible partner because um, they've been very open about 
cloud gaming. They just did Assassin's Creed Odyssey in Japan yep. on Switch. So, and they've also mentioned, um, is it Gimo? Yeah, their, their CEO, Gimo. Guillermo he was always. Guillermo. Guillermo. He was talking, he's been very open and vocal about the streaming only console future and that eventually it's going to go there. He said that the next generation of consoles is the last generation of consoles. So it makes sense that he'd be someone that's partnering with Google on this. Yeah. That's now, also what's, what they've said for the last 20 years, though, too. So Yeah. What Google's... What do you mean, the, so the last 20 years? The next generation of consoles is the last generation of consoles. No, consoles what, no actually, Gimo's very no, consistent about this. He said the last generation, he said there are two more console generations, and then it's it's done. It'll be all streaming. So he's been very I know. Consistent. I read his diary. <laughs> I stole it too and read it. Um, there's no word on what Google is necessarily planning to do. Are they going to want to offer their own exclusive games for their service? Or is it just going to be like a store like Steam, but for streaming games only? We have no idea. They're just testing the technology. So they could really be doing anything with it at this point. They could still be working on a gaming box that connects to your television. They could be doing that. I don't know. This is all very vague still. It could also be exactly like... You know, they sent a bunch of people Google Glass and then just swept that under the rug. Exactly. Or the, any number of things. Google Buzz. It was a very cool one they got rid of. I don't even know what that is. It was like real-time typing <clears throat> over the internet. It was cool. Real? I'm sorry, what? So, like, if you were typing messages, if you were communicating with someone, <clears throat> you only see the little bubble that says, oh, they're typing. You would actually yeah. just see what they are typing in real time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I understand real-time typing sounds really lame. Like, <laughs> Yeah. Because usually when I type, it takes like a day before it shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Glad that one got swept under the rug. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of our quest log and into our main quest. This is the quest, the one that's most important. Main quest. Main quest tractor! Burninating the countryside. Burninating the peasants. <laughs> you guys, I'm on cocaine right now. <laughs> Just kidding. Cocaine is stupid. If you're doing cocaine, you should stop it and seek help. Yes, cocaine's not good for you. Well, it is good for you. Maybe. I don't know. We'll find out. Well, no in one spring knows Spring 2019. Yet, but maybe Oculus Oculus Quest. Quest. Maybe. You that at the same time. Jinx. You owe Jinx. me a blowgy. No, I'm not doing that. I'll get you soda, but I'm not doing that. I meant emoji. You know, get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> no, I know what you meant. I won't send emojis. I won't do it. I don't do that, Chad. I don't send emojis. Shut up. What is Oculus Quest? So, well, first of all, I need to just do a little disclaimer here about my profession in case people don't know what I do for work. Profession. It's a part-time job. I was about to say, yeah. what do you call it a profession? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a brand ambassador for Oculus. I know they've not told me anything about Oculus Quest. Everything I've heard about this product is from the news and the website. I know nothing about it official. These are my opinions, yada, yada, yada. I don't speak on behalf of Facebook. Let's move on. So Oculus Quest is... Basically, the prototype Santa Cruz they've been showing off for the past year, which is standalone VR, just like the Oculus Go, but this one has the full motion tracking of an Oculus Rift. So Oculus Go has three degrees of freedom of motion, which basically just means you move your neck around. This has full six degrees freedom of motion. It has the two controllers. You can reach and grab objects, and it's capable of, quote, Rift quality experiences. We'll talk about that in a little bit. We'll get into that a little bit. Yeah. Um, so here are kind of the quick little specs that they've mentioned. Um, for starters, it's going to have the six degrees of freedom, like I just mentioned. It's going to have a resolution of 1600 by 1440p per eye, which is damn good. That's impressive. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, full 360-degree audio, which I'll say that is a really good feature of the Oculus Go, is how well the 360 audio works there, and apparently this is more bass to it. It's going to have 64 gigs of storage, Ooh. and it's going to be $400. Is that storage expandable? I don't think so, but I'd imagine they're going to have like a 64 and a 128. I don't know officially, but they'd probably have two options, just like the Oculus Go. Because VR games are huge. Well, well, PS4 VR games are huge. Yeah, These I don't, might be dumbed down. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I don't think they're going to be that big. So those specs are actually pretty damn good, and I think that price is really solid. Yeah, that's ins- that's what they're talking about this being. That's kind of an insane price point. It is. But they got that Facebook money. It is. I think they're losing money on it, to be honest, or at least just making it for cost or selling it at cost. Yeah, it's one of those two. I don't think they're making money off of this, but I want to talk about kind of what their intentions are with this. Um, what um, uh, Jonathan Carmack has been saying. He's the CTO of Oculus because he's been pretty open and honest, which I really appreciate. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty impressed with this. I want to go through the facts, though, and then we'll talk about our, our impressions with this. So we mentioned the specs already um but they keep using that term rift quality when they're talking about games when they say that they're they're not meaning that it's going to look as good as a rift game there are some games that'll have in common like you can play super hot on both you can play the climb on both you can play the moss on both you can play rubber recall on both it's going to look better on an oculus rift because it's powered by a pc so you have a graphics processor on this this has a mobile chip inside of it so right. it's not going to look as good. Basically, means it's going to be the breadth of the experience that you expect. Exactly, it's it's going to be everything but the visuals and how right. sharp the visuals look. <clears throat> Although the resolution of the screen is actually higher, but that's more for text than it is for the actual gameplay itself. Real time text. Yep, real time text. Um, so they're using what's called the Insight System, which is four ultra wide angle sensors and a computer vision algorithm to track the user. That's how they're. Um, getting around having external sensors. They built those sensors right into the headset itself. But it also has, it's called the Guardian System, so it'll tell you if you're about to walk into things, which is kind of cool. Ooh, the Guardian System. That just sounds good. Isn't that? It sounds great. The touch, so this is, this is confusing for me. They said the touch controllers will be the same as the ones that are included with the Rift. I've been seeing that, but I've been seeing it in the news articles, not in official statements. And those are not the same touch controllers that are with the Rift. They look different, like noticeably different. The little circle on the Oculus Rift controllers. Yeah. It's kind of on like the bottom of the controller on the Rift. But on this, it's like towards the top instead. Hmm. And I think... I know that they they mentioned that like they will definitely have controllers, I guess, capable of all the same things, but maybe just not the exact same ones. Yeah, I what I think it is, is the Rift controllers have those circles that's how it tracks the movement of your hands there are little sensors built into the controller on that ring that the external sensors look at but since they're facing downwards and the sensors are on your face on an oculus quest they need those that ring to be up higher so that the sensors in your face can see them so i think that's why they switched the position makes sense but one thing I'm curious about, and what I think makes the Oculus Rift really stand out over like a PlayStation VR, is that it tracks your fingers on the controller. So you know if you're hitting the X button or the A button without taking your headset off. I don't see the little gray dot on these touch controllers for the Quest that does that, unless it's built into the ring mechanism. But that's a really big part of VR, I think. It's kind of one of those like small details that once you have that, you can't really not have it anymore. 
yeah. it feels weird not having it. So they haven't said it's not there. They haven't said anything about it. I'm just, that's a question that I have. Um, they said they're going to have 50 games at launch, which will include Robo Recall, The Climb, and Moss, as I've already mentioned. Uh, Moss well is so hot. good. Mo- I thought that was a PlayStation exclusive. I think it just launched first on PlayStation. Yeah. Um, some outlets are saying different things about launch titles, so it's actually kind of hard to find specific information about about that. But Robo Recall and The Climb, I would be surprised. I mean, I, as a brand ambassador, I do the demos and that kind of stuff for Oculus. And Robo Recall and the Climb are both demos for Oculus Rift, so it's clearly a partnership that Oculus has. Because of Robo Recall, they helped make that game, so it makes sense they're going to bring that to the Quest. Let's talk about what John Carmack was discussing with with the Quest. This think, is important. This is important. This is and very I'm important. Glad that he's like getting out in front of it and saying, "Listen, we're going to put, we're going to temper your expectations a bit with this." Yeah, he said these are as powerful as a 360 or PS3, which isn't very powerful at all and he's very upfront but holden that. that had the last of us on the ps3 and that looked amazing <laughs> but on a ps3 as he kind of put in here that it can run at a higher uh, frame, frame rate of 30 frames per second and have all these great graphical details and still run at 720p or i think in that case it's 1080p and look great because it doesn't have to go higher than 30 frames per second but in oculus quest it's going to be running at a higher frame rate so it's going to be at uh, 1280 is out, uh, the resolution to be running at versus 720p. It's per also going to be eye. was that yeah per, per eye eye and yeah. seven uh, 72 frames per second. So it's a lot higher resolution and a lot higher frame rate. So it's not going to look as good as a PS3 or a Xbox 360 game. Right. It's just like on the PlayStation VR when you watch Resident Evil 7 on PlayStation normally flat screen, really good looking. When you put it into VR, it does not look nearly as good. Right. Which is understandable. I so, would still say that the VR version looks about like a three, like an Xbox 360 PS3 game, though. So take that and then mm-hmm. cut it down. A little bit more, yeah. Yeah, like that and, same ratio to the other ones. And I think that the Oculus Go is going to be, has, is about where the graphics capabilities of the Quest are. Are I think all the additional processing power and the quests are going to be for the motion tracking and the controller yeah. tracking. So like playing Thumper in Oculus Go, it definitely did not look as good as it did in PlayStation VR, but it worked and it worked well enough. And you assume so, it's going to play the same on Quest? I, I'm assuming that's just my own speculation, though. I really don't know for sure. Um, so Carmack went deeper into detail on kind of what developers are going to have to do with the quest to get the most out of it. He said that PC is very forgiving. Like you can be a really not great developer, but still make a great game because PC has so much headroom with, with processing power where it, it might not run very well, but the extra horsepower will make up for it. Where with mobile, you need to make your code as good as it can possibly be and run as well as it can because it's less forgiving. You don't have that same headroom with processing power and he said with the oculus quest it's going to be that but even more so so you're really going to have to work to get the most out of your games on this device he said that it's going to be like the fact that he's saying developers having to make concessions on it sounds as if it's coming from someone who worked on it 
Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Sorry, keep going. Um, yeah, like he used to work for the company, and then now he's no longer there. He's like, hey, by the way, guys, this thing is not actually as good as it sounds. No, but he's like, he's the CTO of Oculus. Like he's just I know, and like, that's that's crazy to me. And yeah. I love that he's like setting those expectations correctly. He said that it's gonna be very similar to the original PlayStation and like the DS era of games, where developers really had to be smart and make concessions with what they were making the game and only focusing on the absolute essential things in the game. Like what is the most important thing of this game? Cool. Let's make that work and not worry about blemishes. It's like, that's the kind of experiences you're going to have on this. What he's saying, which I don't think is a bad thing necessarily. I think the best VR games that I've played have all been really simple. Super hot is extremely simple, but it's the best VR experience. So good. It's so good. Um, but also Firewall Zero Hour, y'all. <laughs> mm-hmm. So a few more unless little, you uh, are bad at those games like me. A few, a few more little tidbits. Carmack is a huge uh, player in the industry, which is the only reason he can get away with saying these things. If you thought the things he just said were like bad for Oculus, the next things are surprising. One of these is that he dis he says he dislikes Oculus's marketing because he doesn't like how athletic it shows people. He doesn't like that they're being so active in VR. He goes, people want to lazily sit and just move their thumbs in VR, is what he said. Because he says it's unrealistic. That's, you know, that's, that's kind of true. But it is also, true. the things that I enjoy most are, like, the super hot when you're up and you're, like, crouching down. You're a down. much more active person than most people are. Well, even you playing super hot were all over the place sweating like crazy. <laughs> Sure, absolutely, but I also fun. would totally love to play calm, relaxing games. Like, I like Thumper in VR. That's oh, a great yeah. game in VR. I can just sit and play that. I don't have to stand and move around um, yeah. for it. Um, what was he saying? But especially, yeah, he's right. The marketing on, like, the Oculus Go, like, that is meant to be a social type <laughs> thing or, like, a content-consuming type thing. You don't want people yeah. jumping up and running around with that. Yeah, exactly. That's one other thing, too, is he apparently said that he wanted to put a display on the outside of these headsets to encourage social interaction with the VR headsets, but they so haven't done that. people can see what you're playing? Yeah, kind of, but I, I just can't imagine, like, Oculus Go gets two, two and a half hours of battery life. If they put an LED screen on the side of it, that battery life would just plummet. So that other people can enjoy the same porn you're watching? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing on this, then we'll get into our own opinions is the tracking limitation of the quest. And this is interesting. So because the sensors are on your face as opposed to externally in front of you, if you do something like move your hand behind your back or turn around, um, like turn like maybe like turn your head one way and your hands another way is what I mean. It's going to have a harder time tracking you in those situations. He says that you can do things with software to kind of trick it into predicting where your hands would have gone in a second or two situation where it can't see you. But that's definitely going to be consideration for developers with this. Yeah, that, I mean... It makes sense. It's an understandable limitation. Yeah, one of the cool things that I remember playing on the Oculus is um, it was a Game of Thrones thing. Mm -hmm. And part of it was, like, reaching behind you to pull an arrow out of your quiver so that you can shoot it through the bow. And it's like, oh, man, that kind of shit's not going to be possible. No, I think that's going to be possible. I think that's what he's talking about, where your hand's only gone for a second. Because Robo Recall, when you go to pull your shotgun out, it's on your back. So you have to reach over your shoulder to pull out your shotgun. I think he's saying, yeah. in that case, because the the sensor will see where your hand left the, the field of view of the sensor, and they can predict, yeah. oh, that's probably because they're going for the shotgun. 
if I see their hand come back in the same direction again, I'll know. And then it'll I wonder how reliable out. that's actually going to be, though. Because I, I was also thinking about yeah. like Batman, and in Batman you have your gadgets on your hip, your battering on your like pelvis. So like depending on where you reach on your hip, that's a different gadget you're picking up. Well, I think your hip or pelvis tough. will be fine. I think he's but, talking like, about with that all of the you. different things that are. Well, I don't know. It depends on how wide angle those cameras are. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be too bad because uh, for over the shoulder things. Because how often in a VR game do you reach over your shoulder outside of that specific thing, reaching for that item? It depends on the game. I haven't played many where there's that many gestury things like that. Even so. he said, like, if your arms are like too wide out to the sides, it won't be able to track. And I've definitely done things where, like, in Super Hot, where I'm reaching side to side, shooting one guy on one way and the other the other way. Mm hmm. I don't know. I, I'm very interested to see how that ends up working. Yeah. We'll see. We, we will find out in spring 2019. So that's all the fact stuff. What are your impressions of what you know of Oculus Quest? I think that it is super cool. And the fact that it is portable, self-contained, and gaming-focused mm -hmm. is my favorite thing about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super interested in that. What I kind of am hesitant about is that this is people's first experience with VR gaming mm -hmm. and not knowing, like they see this, the quality of the experience, like the graphics and things like that they're going to be experiencing. And they're going to think like, Oh, why is everyone so excited about this? This is, it doesn't look good at all. Mm -hmm. Even I'm, I'm interested in what you think about it because even like PSVR, you're like, I don't know. I just can't get behind that. It doesn't look good enough compared to Oculus or HTC Vive. I'm like, with this being even worse, what are your thoughts on it? So what I think, I'm, I'm looking at it, there's two ways to look at it, I think. Or two ways that I'm looking at it. One is looking at Oculus Quest version 1. And there's other way of looking at it is Oculus Quest, the product line, going forward. As of version 1, yeah, I think there's going to be some, some hiccups that aren't going to make it as good as a full Rift-like experience. But I think it's going to be good enough for most people. Like, at that price point, that's insane, like, that's a really good price point for what it's doing. Yeah. And I think that, like, for me, the biggest thing about VR is the hurdle to get into it. And that's buying a PlayStation and buying the PSVR. That's the, really the cheapest if you want to do full, good th six degrees of freedom. If you want to go for a PC, you're looking at, like, $800 for a PC, then $400 for an Oculus Rift. So, like, there's a need for a standalone headset like that. I think the standalone Definitely. headset is the only way that VR is really going to be a seller and sell well. And I think this is the product that can do it. Whether or not this is the one that's going to do it itself, like this version of it or not, I don't know. We're going to have to use it and see. But here's why I'm optimistic. $200 for Oculus Go when I heard that, um, which is around the same time last year. Yeah. I was kind of skeptical. I'm like, I know it's not going to be a full Rift like experience, but what are these, you know, drawbacks going to be on this? And really outside of the three degrees of freedom, it looks better than an Oculus Rift, which means it looks better than a PSVR. And for me, it's over that point of the screen door effect getting in the way. It's still there. I still see it, but it's not bothersome like it was for me when the screens, uh, was it 1080p single screen for PSVR? Right. Yeah. So like, it's it's just too noticeable for me there. And I think that the Oculus Quest also reaches over that as well. But anyway, so the Oculus Go, though, I was really surprised with how good of an experience it was for that price point when I ended up using it in person. And I f have enough faith that that's going to be the case here as well. 
because I think they're losing money on this. I don't think it actually should cost $400. I think they want to make this a premium device. The Oculus Go feels surprisingly premium for $200. It's not like, you know, a $1,000 product or anything, but it's nice. So I I have optimism for that reason. But hearing 360 and PS3 is a little concerning to me. PSVR looks better than that. So either he is underselling it or it does look that bad. That being subjective. Yeah, well, 360 PS3 minus. Yeah, exactly. So here's my question for you. If someone is like, I'm on the fence, should I get this Oculus Quest for 400 bucks or pick up a PSVR and a PlayStation for about 400 bucks? Well, that's the thing. I think if your main goal is VR, I think you should get, depending on if this is like, assuming it's, you know, um, it's going to meet my expectations like the Oculus Go met my expectations, which is it exceeded right. them. Um, I think that might be the product to get if if your sole goal is VR specifically. If sure. you If you want a PlayStation and want some VR experiences on the side, you should still get a PlayStation and PlayStation VR, I'd say. If you want a high-end gaming rig with VR experience, like you should still get a PC in, in a an Oculus Rift, I'd say. But if you want a VR gaming experience exclusively because you've liked the stuff that you've seen and you want those kind of experiences, I think this is the product to get to the point that I'm actually thinking that this is really bad marketing talking about it right now. So here's my second question for you. Yeah. My biggest concern is support of the device from developers as well as the company itself. Yes. And that's where it comes back to the question is, what's your experience with Oculus Go now several months later? Well, Thumper just came out last week, and that was exciting. That's a pretty big game, I think, to come to Oculus Go. But I'm not using the Oculus Go for gaming stuff. So that's why it's hard to draw right. that comparison. Because, But you still see like content and things like that regularly put out for it, whether it's um, like video content or apps or things like that. I'm not using it personally as much as I would have wanted just because, well, a time, but also I want to play games and Oculus Go just released in a gaming headset. There are some games in there, but it's not its primary focus. I just go in to use Netflix and pretty much get out of it when I do use it, which is pretty few and far between. Um, But I do know that Facebook is adamant about getting a billion people in VR. So I don't really think it's feasible for them to not put a boatload of money behind this to get this stuff working. The fact that they have... Jonathan Carmack working for them like these are he's a I think he's a big deal being there this is the guy who I mean he worked on Doom he id software is all him he's a major player in in the industry so I just feel really confident with the players they have working there but also the fact that they want to get to a billion users in VR means that they're in this for the long game even if they don't get initial VR support at first they're going to release an, an Oculus Quest 2 and then that will be more powerful, which will make it easier for developers to support it, and onwards it will go. So, yeah, I think that's a valid concern you're bringing up for the first one because of the development challenges that I'm sure you'll see developers facing. But in the long term, I just don't think it's a problem because I think Facebook is going to do this until it's clear it's not going to work, which I don't think is going to happen. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right about like that first term thing because I just thinking about now like. All of the hurdles and things like that that people went through with Oculus Rift, HTC Vive, and PSVR, learning to develop for those systems and Mm -hmm. what works well, what doesn't work, how do I code for it, things like that. And now John Carmack coming out and saying, you're going to have to be like super efficient with your code. You're going to have to come up with some clever tricks. There's going to be a learning process for developers after this comes out months from now anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So I think you might be right. That, yeah, the support might not look like it's going to be there the first time, but then it probably with round two, people are going to have learned what works well and they're going to come out swinging. Yeah, so I'm I'm really impressed still. Um, I think that my biggest complaint is just a marketing, is the marketing of this. This is the first year that Oculus Go, their first standalone VR headset, is available to the market, and people really want a standalone gaming VR headset. And people might have gone to the Oculus Go had they not known about Quest. And so the fact that just before the holiday season, you're announcing a new product that's going to convince people to not get an Oculus Go to get that instead just seems like an odd move to me from a business perspective. I think, speaking of marketing, I guess neither of us are probably the best person for different reasons. I'm wondering, like, I personally have maybe literally seen zero ads for oculus go and i don't think i've mm-hmm. ever even seen it like on a display shelf at a best buy or anything like that and i was like why is marketing non-existent but then i was gonna ask you and i was like oh well that's literally your profession in your words <laughs> I'm like of course you do you think they're promoting because that's your job to promote it i don't know that's weird well i'll say i, I, I feel like I, I haven't seen it i can speak to that so we do i know they do tv advertisement um advertisements it tends to be during sporting events for oculus go because one of the big things Which with oculus sure why i don't watch it exactly um same with me i don't see the ads ever because i don't watch sports but with oculus go you can use an app called oculus venues to tune into live games and that's kind of how they're trying to sell the oculus go is through those kinds of experiences so I think that might be why we're not seeing those advertisements cool. too much but i think this is a general uh, marketing problem for vr and uh just as an industry is how do you sell something that's trying to convince you about another virtual experience another virtual reality how do you even have a television advertisement for that that really sells you what it is it's hard Mm -hmm. enough to explain it to somebody so i think their big push with marketing is people like me being in stores showing it off to people yeah because you have to experience it and i'll say that i have really only seen two or three people who have used vr in the store with me that haven't liked it everyone else even like grandmas coming in have been like holy shit that was amazing it's my favorite like watching people experience vr for the first time it's a blast one of my favorite things in the world well like you get to see things like um like a a mom uh a mom came in with her two kids her two kids did the headset and they're like mom you got to try it out and she has the headset on and there's a moment where a t-rex is walking up to her and she just starts screaming in the middle of a best buy store (laughs) (laughs) like and literally cowering to the floor and her kids are like all right we're taking the headset off now mom that's enough you've had enough it's just so cool to like see those strong she goes in a padded cell that's an extreme yeah, yeah that's an extreme reaction for sure but it's still kind of cool to see those kind of reactions. So it has a really strong effect on people. You just have to use it. Hearing about it, it, you can dismiss it too easily. But when you try it, you really can't forget it. Yeah. It's very cool. cool. Tweet out of Celsius. You're going to get one. Or if you stole one already from like a prototype lab, also tweet that at us too. And then you'll probably go to jail. <laughs> Yes, you definitely go to jail. Well, that brings us to the end of our main quest and into our end game, end game, end game, end game. Jump now, we're just trying hold. Um, this is where we talk about shit with the community. So you guys listening to us, you can participate in this. And oh my gosh, earn points towards a participation award. That's so crazy. So if you tweet at us, if you refer a friend, if you rate our podcast, you get entered into our participation award. We draw it from a raffle at the end of the month. You win twenty bucks, just like. 
tunic underscore art. No, wait, he's now drawbean on Twitter. Um, and we also talk about things like our barf backlog accomplishment with respawn and friends, and that's what we're gonna do right now. Holden, this month yes. was my month to choose, and mm-hmm. I said, let's do Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. And that's Why did we choose this game? Well, Smash Bros. unveiled uh, King K. Rool as a playable character. Obviously made me go, <gasps> I need to go play Donkey Kong right now. I'm nostalgia hardcore, blah, blah, blah. But also, it is one of my favorite platformers of all time. It's one of them that I grew up that in Super Mario World... Like, that's, that's all my parents play nonstop, so it's definitely what I grew up on. And I wanted you to experience it for the first time as well. So tell us, what's your history with Donkey, with Donkey Kong Country in general? This is my first one. I played a little bit of Donkey <gasps> Kong Country on the SNES Classic when I got it, but I got, like, three levels into the game. All right. So we were popping your blueberry, because I like to be controversial. <laughs> I'm going to read you guys a little bit of information about Donkey Kong Country 2 Diddy's Conquest. First of all, a lot of people accidentally call it Diddy's or Diddy Kong's Quest instead of Diddy's Kong Quest. It's a pun. Get it? Wordplay. God damn, it's so good. Uh, here's some information. Developed by Rare, published by Nintendo for the SNES. It was first released on November 20th, 1995 in North America and the 21st in Japan and December 14th in Europe. Um, it was also re-released on the Game Boy Advance in 2004 under Donkey Kong Land 2, and then re-released on the Virtual Console in 2007 and Wii U Virtual Console in 2015. This game, just like Donkey Kong Country, uh, did some pretty like groundbreaking graphical things using the silicon graphics technology, um, which took 3D images. They would actually build these worlds and things like that in 3D models, and then use the Silicon Graphics technology to render that into a 2D pixel so that it looked 3D, which is pretty cool. And then, of course, your characters are walking on a 3D, or sorry, a 2D platform. Diddy's Conquest received critical acclaim, being widely regarded as one of the greatest 2D platformers ever made. Praise was directed at its graphics, gameplay, and soundtrack. It was the second best-selling game of 1995. And it was the sixth best-selling game on the Super Nintendo and the highest-selling Super Nintendo title to never be packaged with the system. So people just bought that shit by itself. In response to complaints from veteran gamers, the game was also designed to be more challenging than the original Donkey Kong Country. And if you have played Donkey Kong Country 2, you know, yes, there's some hard-as-fuck stuff in this game. Absolutely. (laughs) It received critical acclaim... Holds the holds an, the SNES version holds an aggregate score of ninety two percent at game rankings, whereas the Virtual Console and the Game Boy Advance game hold eighty percent on Metacritic. Interesting. Um, yeah, it sold a combined four point three seven million copies in the U.S. and Japan. It was also uh, the game that beat it out in nineteen ninety five as the best selling game was Yoshi's Island. So that's the background on the story on on the game. I wanted to talk about our experience with the game. So, first of mm-hmm. all, Holden, you're an adult male who has a profession and you have a uh, a school 
full-time the school schedule. full-time student schedule yes uh what was your experience with diddy conquest diddy's conquest yeah so uh just in full disclaimer, i played about like half the game um but i can't wait to play the last half of this game because it is i'm not surprised to hear it's considered one of the best platformers of all time because it is really good outside of a few moments where i thought that kind of the art style you're talking about made it a little hard to tell what i could jump on <laughs> Oh, yeah, sometimes, especially, but, like, the leaves in the swamp. Yeah, the leaves in the swamp, or, like, there's, like, a barrel, and I'm like, can I jump in that barrel? I don't know. There's a bee right next to it. It makes me like I can't jump on it, but that didn't happen often enough that it bugged me. Like, I honestly have so little to say that's bad about this game. All of it is so good. It is The mechanics of it are super solid. It Do you remember what world well. you left off in? The, I was in World 4. I just did the level. Um, it was, like, the um, like the carnival level. Gotcha. Crazy yeah. Kremland. Yep. Um, the music, though, is the highlight for me. Like, guys, I would be stuck on the oh, same God, level. Oh, such a good score. I'd be stuck on the same level over and over and over again. Like, there was one level in um, the cauldron, like the lava place. Yeah. And it's where you're on the balloons, right? You're on yep. the, like, the balloons, and you have to, like, use the little like, gust of winds to float up. Oh, God. It was so hard. But it never bothered me replaying it over and over again, because I really like the music. <laughs> And you'd be like, oh, no, I have to hear this song again. All right, I'll just stand here for a little bit and listen to this song. They're really catchy songs. The music is so good in this series. It was actually composed by entirely by David Wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was one of the things that this music was uh, praised for, as, or that the game was praised for as well. But, yeah, there are so many memorable songs from this thing and they get stuck in your head and I immediately so Tom and I oh my experience Tom and I marathon the entire thing start to finish in about seven hours non-stop Damn. didn't even break to eat um and as soon as we started every single song I was humming along with it <laughs> as soon as Diddy Kong gets to the end of the level I was like ha, 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 like I was I could sing everything from memory even though I haven't played this game in like 10 years I it's think, fantastic. So I don't know how you beat the game in seven hours. I think it's well. I, I think the real reason you beat it is you had Tom helping you out, and you know the game because there's no oh, way I could have beat this game. Tom was a hindrance. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> yeah. How, so how does that work when you're playing with two players? Because you can get when you all right. It's Diddy Kong, and who's the female? Dixie Kong. This Dixie is her Kong. first appearance. Okay, with the hair. Yeah. So. When you like get your mushroom, like your extra life, if you will, not mushroom, but um, you're like one extra health not one up but you know what i mean it's just another character following you around in two player is that you two walking around now or so this is uh this is explain that terribly but i hope you know what i mean (laughs) yeah there are two uh ways you can play two player there's competitive or cooperative if it's competitive i play a level when i die or when i beat it it switches to you you get to play that level how is that competitive uh whoever beats the game first i guess oh and then there's cooperative, which is what I've always done with my family and everything like that. And that mm-hmm. one is first player is Diddy Kong, second player is Dixie Kong. And if one of you dies, both of you die? No. So then if I get hit by an enemy as Diddy Kong, then Tom takes over as Dixie and he continues for the rest of the level. And then until, until he gets, he gets to one barrel. of those DK barrel. Okay, gotcha. That makes sense. And then, sense. yeah, once he hits a DK barrel, then I'm just following behind until he gets hit or dies. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the level, it switches characters automatically for you, too. So it's kind of fair. If he beats a level, then I'm the next one that starts a level. Oh, okay. That's cool. That's fair. Yeah. But it's, I mean, Diddy and Dixie play very differently. Like, Diddy's faster 
Dixie mm-hmm. can jump higher. Diddy can cartwheel jump, uh, which gets him further. But Dixie oh, can do the little hel- helicopter spin. The helicopter spin was handy. Yes. Um, Diddy Kong, yeah, his cartwheel jump. What? I, okay, first of all, I love not only that this game is difficult. It's but very I also difficult. love it is difficult. It's very challenging, and it makes me now really appreciate like Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, which I'm uh, I kind of fell off of on Switch. I can't wait to get back to it now, but. Um, what I loved about Tropical Freeze that I had forgotten about this game is that every single level has a gimmick and you learn that gimmick and you master it by the end of the level and then you never see that gimmick again, Mm -hmm. but you learn from it and it's a really cool thing. Like the, uh, like the minecart level on the, or the roller coaster level with the check boxes or the plus boxes and Mm -hmm. the minus boxes or the check boxes that open the doors and things like that. Uh, or the wind. Oh, my God. The wind levels. <laughs> anyway, so you you learn these gimmicks, and every single one feels new and unique and fresh, and then you move on to something. So you never get tired of any one mechanic in this game. Also, strong water levels, I thought. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you get uh, Engard, the fish. They are. Is it the, the light fish that follows behind you? That's Glimmer. Okay. Engard's the swordfish. Oh, I know. Did I see the swordfish? No. You've never played Engard? He's rideable and oh, there the rideable one, le- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah there will be a few la- levels. Later I was thinking where of like another fish that him. follows you around, and I'm like, I can't think of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guard, I'd had it all the time though, where I'd be doing a level, and they'd be like, you can't bring an animal over here, and I'm like, oh, there yeah. was an animal. Oops, I must have missed that one. Thing I love number two, <laughs> well, number a hundred, <laughs> the secrets. Like mm-hmm. this game, unlike. I mean, even unlike Super Mario World, which, you know, is famous for, like, secret exits and things like this has so many secrets. And even Donkey Kong Country 1, there were parts where, like, invisible walls where you could go through and get an animal or go through and get a coin or a challenge. But this has so many, like, you're mentally, like you said, you get to the end of the level, it's like, no squawks past this point. You're like, I could have had fucking squawks that like, whole time? Yeah, like, that would have been handy. <laughs> yep. Um, or there are entire separate routes you could take in the in the level sometimes as well, well, which is crazy. There are all sorts of collectibles too. Like I was, I think it was the first level of of um, Kremke. That's the third area, Kremke. I don't know the the, the third uh, the, the third world, the swamp one, right? The swamp one, yeah. It was the first area there, or second, or something like that. And there was an area where it was like there was a bee, and then a balloon, I think, and then another bee above that balloon, and then like a coin over that. And at a certain point, because I did that part many times because I kept dying over and over again. So it was like my 15th <laughs> time there. And then I got up a little, just slightly higher than I had gotten before. And I noticed that there was another like DK coin that I've never seen before. And I'm like, yeah. how did I get to the third world of this game and realize there's a whole type of collectible I didn't even know about? Like, that's how well yes. these are hidden. Yep. Those are, those are, there's a DK coin in every single level. And I didn't know about it until many levels into the game. <laughs> yep. There are so there are creme coins, which are the ones you get after like little bonus barrels and uh, after beating bosses. Mm-hmm. When those unlock, similar to like Star Road and Super Mario World, those unlock a a level in a harder lost world, like Lost Island. And we played one of those levels, and That's then we're cool. like, by the by the end of the game. We were to the point where we were farming lives. Like, we would start a level, we would collect, like, 20 bananas, and then we would quit. Were you playing this? 20 bananas. Where were you playing this? We were playing this on the Super Nintendo Classic. Okay. 
And uh, to, uh, for those of you who have it, it's not actually on there. My brother hacked my Super NES and put a bunch of other games on it too. Thief. I played a ROM. How did you play it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had a – what I was doing is I was using, using save states, right? And I would just yeah. refresh the save state. But I ran into this problem where I'd have zero lives left and I'd just be using the save state. And then I'd get to that midpoint in the level where I, if I died, I can come back again. But because I didn't have any lives left, I'd have to return back to the very beginning of the level. Yeah. Unless I farmed you for cheater. lives. You cheater. I mean, we technically could have used save states as well. But that's not the way the game was meant to be played. But it's a benefit of playing these games and ROMs or on a SNES Part classic. of the strategy is like, all right, we just beat that world. But if we continue on to the next one, then we can't come back and save until we find a Funky's Flights or until we get far enough in that world to find the save point. It adds another level of stress and anxiety to it. I can't imagine. <laughs> I'm already stressed just playing one level at a time. <laughs> but it's so fun. It and it makes fun. for like these 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 times when we're stuck on a level. And this happens so many times where like, that whether it's the wind level. You'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you get to it. The mm-hmm. fucking wind level. Where the wind is blowing and you have to jump with it or against it. Oh, and just you like alternate back and spot. forth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or... The fucking spider level. There are levels where you play as the spider squitter. Uh, I played as the, a spider anyway. once. Yeah, there, there, are, uh, there are a few of them. But, like, I would die, and then Tom would take over, and then make the same exact fucking mistake. <laughs> like, two seconds later. And I'm like, god damn it, that's one life down. Okay, we have to make sure we go this route to get these bananas and get the coins so that we can save and go to Funky's... Uh, not Funky's Flights, but Swanky Kong. Answer the questions about the game to get the extra lives. It just adds another element to the game, mm-hmm. like this meta narrative to the game almost. Is there even a story to the game? Very, very loose. The story is K. Rule, who's in this game not King K. Rule, but he's Captain K. Rule. Oh. Because you'll see at the end, he's actually a well, captain don't of an airship. Well, it. It's an important story. He's wearing a pirate hat. Oh, he ruined it for me. Uh, he, he kidnapped Donkey Kong, and you're going to save him. The twist is ruined. And that's it. Uh, so yeah, very, very, very loose story. That's appropriate, though. I mean, it's the same as like Princess got stolen by Bowser. Go save her. Well, that's a pretty deep story. And then when you find out she's in another castle, like, oh my god, twist. The story of the first one was King K. Rule stole Donkey Kong's banana horde, all of his giant bananas. <laughs> and we got to go get the bananas back. <laughs> Video game stories are so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, that's all I gotta say about Donkey Kong's Quest. Yeah, it's a great game. It's a real. I think this it's is fantastic. one of the best games we played on on Barf. Yeah, if you I haven't so. played a Donkey Kong Country game, whether it's they're all fantastic. Even even Donkey Kong Country Three with Dixie Kong and Baby Kong are or Kitty Kong are is like still a fantastic platformer. But Diddy Kong's Quest Two, Diddy, fucking, you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. is one of the best platformers of all time. It's wonderful. You're wonderful, Chad. Oh, shut up. So, yes, next week, actually probably tomorrow, I'm starting our next bar for October, and that one is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. There are a ton of ways you can play this game. If you have a PlayStation 1 and the disc, you can do that. <laughs> if you have a Vita or a PS3, you can do the PlayStation 1 Classic. If you have an Xbox One or an Xbox 360, it's available on the store there and backwards compatibility. And then at the very end of the month, you can play it on PS4 as well. Or if you don't have any of those, 
You can probably find a way to play it on your computer. Si, senor. Si, senor. Um, yeah, I had a ton of fun with that. And I'm Next excited to play Castlevania, by the way, because I've never played oh, yeah. a, I've never played a game of that franchise ever. So, so yeah, why are we playing this one? Well, neither of us have ever played really a Castlevania game before. Oh, you haven't either. It's I thought a, you had. No, I, I just said earlier in the podcast I played like two hours of the 3D one on PS3 that was shit. Oh yeah, you said that. I don't care about you. That's why I didn't remember. <laughs> there you go, <laughs> North Carolina. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we've never played it. It's also one of gaming's great franchises, apparently. So I feel like I should be informed about it. And also <laughs> Simon Belmont and Smash Bros. Yep, a lot of we're so, just playing these because of Smash Bros. That's all it is at this point. That's it. It's all everything in the world is just leading Actually, up to Smash Bros. Literally, even our November game is going to be Smash Bros. Related in in a way. Yeah, and in fact, every tweet you send Spoiler me, first, I'm just going to respond with Smash Bros. Images. <laughs> So the next part, we usually would have a poll, but we're actually recording this on a Monday night instead of a Tuesday, so I didn't do a poll for this week. We would have subscriber interrogatives, but no one posed any, but we do have our Game On Game Show, the gaming show, the play in the game, and the game on, and the game, goddamn. And this week, uh, we are skipping a week on BuzzFeed Presents, which bullshit NPC are you, based on the novel Push by Sapphire, for a returning segment called Video Game Would You Rather. So, Holden, I've Chad. got five would-you-rather scenarios mm-hmm. based around video games or video game lifestyles, and we're just going to talk about them and discuss our, our answers to each one. Are you ready? Sure. I came up with all of these, by the way, because, again, the internet fucking sucks at would-you-rather video game stuff. <laughs> it's like, would you rather play Halo or Call of Duty? Fuck you. <laughs> one, would you rather be a murderer like Nathan Drake or a murderer like Lara Croft. Is there a difference? There is a difference. Nathan Drake is a mass murderer, killing thousands of people. Uh, and he plays it off like nothing. He's just like, oh yeah, joking around, ha ha ha, versus Lara Croft and the new ones, where she kills maybe a hundred people, and every single one seems to take a toll on her and mess her up mentally. Yeah, I'm going to go with the one who's not a sociopath, games. so I'm going to be Lara <laughs> Croft. They're... <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't you like if you had to be a murderer i'd fucking i'd choose nathan drake i don't First know all, i think i'd like like to feel something in my life at some point dude pulls a ton of strange have you seen chloe <laughs> um fair, and he has a happy life fair point um but again he doesn't have emotions so that wouldn't matter to him <laughs> he has emotions have you watched him play crash bandicoot next to his wife <laughs> you know sociopaths um, can fake emotions right <laughs> he's just faking the whole time it's very scary the whole thing once you know that i would definitely choose nathan drake because i enjoy my mental health <laughs> so you enjoy your mental health which is why you want to be a sociopath okay cool. exactly okay exactly <laughs> i'm not talking about my my emotional health but my mental oh, health. okay gotcha uh next up would you rather this one's actually the rest of these are kind of long so so get ready mm-hmm. would you rather live a normal life with a Mega Man Buster for an arm, or live in Mega Man's world where every level is designed around you and your Buster skills, but you're just a regular dude with hands trying to survive. Isn't that obvious? I want to be in the real world with Mega Man's Buster cannon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> How do you fucking make a cup of coffee or cook your own food when you have a cannon you for a hand? You point the cannon at someone and say, make my fucking coffee. Every time you go to, every time you go to a sporting event... 
or anything with a metal detector and you have a cannon on your arm, you're fucking going to jail, man. You're a terrorist. I'll put like an orange cap over it. <laughs> you're going to buzz through the metal detector. You can never fly on a no, plane. No, no, no. That's, a, that's not true at all. You I would can't just be go like, to school. Be like, do you have any metal on your body? Be like, yes, I do. <laughs> my cannon. <laughs> it's part of my body. They can't tell me. They can't refuse my right to be in a plane. Because I have a right, apparently. I don't, but... I would go for the Mega Man Buster arm, too, just because it'd be cool as fuck. Yeah, but you can't because I took it, so... But uh, this isn't the NPC game. We can both choose the same Oh, okay. Arm. We can be the same? Oh. Yeah, Mega Man Buster for an arm. You would be like... I mean, obviously, you could be a cool superhero, but you're living in the normal world, so people are like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, that's so fucking cool. Shoot me with it. <laughs> I just wonder, like, where would, like, let's think of it as a real person, though, right? Real person's Mega Man Buster arm. What kind of job do they have? Like, do they work a retail job and it's, like, customer service? <laughs> like, sir, No, you... you have to be a spectacle. You have to work at the circus or something. <laughs> you're in, like, the P.T. Barnum's, like, freak show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, wasn't he in The Greatest Showman? <laughs> Mega Man Buster Arm dude. Oh yeah, yeah. He was just a regular old dude. Yeah, he was just a fat guy with an arm. Yep, he's in the Greatest Showman. Great, great musical, featuring Mega Man. (laughs) Question number three: Would you rather have to play every single game using only connect gestures and voice controls? No, whatever the next one is, I'll I'll take it. (laughs) Or play every game using only a keyboard and no mouse. Oh fuck! Never mind. I'll take the voice commands. <laughs> I would have to do keyboard. I don't. Yeah, I guess because because there are like well, tricks and shortcuts you can set up on a keyboard, but you can't if you're fucking waving in front of your face like an idiot and it doesn't register. That's it, true. And like, yeah, and also you're just like turn, turn around, swipe a little bit more, turn a little bit more, no, a little bit more, no, back again. <laughs> Aim Throw a higher. grenade. Throw a grenade. No higher. No, don't what throw another grenade. Like when Connect, Damn it. When they were trying to make it a Guys, better grenade Gears now. of War. I think it was Gears of War. You could either press the button to throw a grenade, or you could say, throw a grenade, and it would throw the grenade. Well, gee, which one's like, faster? That seems like so much more work. Probably the button. The button's probably faster. <laughs> All right. I kind of like this one. This might be my favorite of the four. All right. Would you rather... Every single breath you take has to be a Kirby-style inhale, which, (laughs) and it runs the risk of accidentally ingesting and taking on the properties of whatever's in front of you. Or, every breath you take has to be a solid snake-style inhale, which means every inhale is a drag on a cigarette. Though, I don't want to smoke cigarettes, and I'd also like to gain Oh, me neither. That's fucking gross. I want to also gain... It's like, do you want to smoke cigarettes and get cancer, or do you want to inhale things and develop their superpower, or inherit their superpowers? Like, it's such an obvious choice. Okay, first of all, think about this. If you're holding your baby and you accidentally eat it, your baby's gone. (laughs) if, If it's like my breathing, and I'm aware of it enough that I'll move my baby out of the way, I don't think it's gonna be a problem. You can never then, breathe in front of your baby again. No, I'll just like hold it in front of me, or hold anything my breath, you love, and then like move it out of the way for a second. I guess <laughs> life would be kind of hard, but then it I could would. like inhale. No, 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 no. Wait, wait a second. No, wait a second. What, this is what you do, right? You just find a person, right, who has their power of normal breathing. You inhale them, <laughs> and then you have normal breathing, oh. and then you're just back at square one, and you're not smoking cigarettes all the time. So <laughs> but you do have to murder someone. Yeah, but I'll go like somewhere where it doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't know. 
<laughs> human life is human life, Holden. What was that? Oh my, human life is human life. <laughs> there is no human life that doesn't matter. This is true. Um, All lives matter, Chad. But then also, like, you're in the middle of a movie theater, and you're just like... <gasps> <laughs> and, like, the screen... <laughs> And, like, the screen comes out. I suck that in. <laughs> Everyone's mad at me. Like, hey, dude, don't use your phone and don't inhale the screen. We want to watch that. <laughs> but that's better than fucking smoking cigarettes. That shit's good. That is true. Man, cigarettes are bad All for right. you. Don't smoke, kids. <laughs> Last, would you rather... Would you rather video game characters were hyper-realistic and that they needed to eat and poop multiple times a day and sleep for six to eight hours during the game? Or would you rather video game transportation methods be only limited to what was available in the 1800s? <laughs> no fast traveling, no teleportation, no driving. You get horses, bicycles, and carriages. I think that's really hard because there's so many funny potentials on either side. On that end of the vehicles, you could be playing Halo, but you have to be in a horse-drawn carriage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing sounding or you could be playing you Halo Mass Effect <laughs> <laughs> you're just like riding a horse into a Mass Effect relay that like shoots the horse across <laughs> the galaxy <laughs> but the other option is like it's Mass Effect and you're about to determine whether or not uh, you're going to destroy the the genophage and wait a second Master Chief's got to take a, or Chipper's got to take a shit, and now you have to take a shit, <laughs> and then have to hit the X button in a quick time event to wipe your ass afterwards, because it's hyper-realistic. <laughs> or you get to these decisions, like these life-saving decisions in Mass Effect, or life, like, altering decisions, and you're like, God, I've been up for, like, 36 hours, and I, you can't see the decisions, they're all garbled, and they don't make sense anymore, and you're like, I just, I gotta go to bed. And like, the romantic the relationships can lead to scenarios of... Do you want to hang out with me tonight? Or the option is, I got work tomorrow. I'm just really tired. <laughs> I don't know if I can make it. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have to pick um, 1800s transportation because I think that would just be <laughs> way funnier to see in science fiction stuff, which is most games. I think games. so, too. I think so, too. Or it'd be really badass. It's like a zombie game, but you're in a horse-drawn carriage having to, like, run away from zombies and kill Ooh, them and what stuff. If the horses are zombies. Oh, my gosh. This is great. And you got to get a bicycle-drawn carriage. <laughs> or just a bicycle at that point. No, you do not pedal. You are too good for that. You just have zombies that are pedaling for you. There you go. Yep, and you just dangle like a brain in front of them, like a carrot. Dangle a brain. Yep. That brings us to the end of this week's episode of Respawn Aim Fire. Uh, again, yeah, participate with us on Twitter. Send us some stuff. We haven't had a subscriber interrogative for a while, so I'm going to assign that task to Jerson. You're in charge of giving us a subscriber interrogative. How did you just come up with that? <laughs> um, We're giving our audience homework. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Reason Empire Fire podcast. I just love the homework they give me. It's wonderful. It's so engaging. <laughs> Uh, and then everyone start. Don't we all? We all made the mistake. The reason I had to marathon Diddy's Conquest was because I waited till the last day. Yep. So start Castlevania today. Nope, I'm not starting it today. Sorry. No, we're gonna wait till the end of the month, and Red Dead's gonna be here, and we're all gonna cry. Yep, and we're gonna all change right, the barf to Red Dead Redemption too. 
here's our usual sign off. Scoutmaster. <laughs> we don't even Bye. have a usual sign off. Tiger we Lilies. Don't. We, need, we should have one. Oh, t- I guess Tiger Lilies the most you've ever done. Yep. So I have to say Tiger Lilies. Bye. Again. Bye, Tiger Lilies.